0: um uh, let's just uh let's just go ahead and begin uh we're, I want to look at uh oh you know uh the enemy this morning and, because that I means it's real he's a he's a fallen angel, and but we've got victory over him and uh, this is right out of the book of Ephesians here, and it's the last chapter chapter six, and it was like written to we'll just say uh uh Alabama, all these other letters were written not to some church across the street or whatever, and so in six chapters alone, um, that's all the information that that uh, uh, Paul gave to this church at this time. And it's just interesting to me that when he wraps it all up, I mean, he didn't spend all the time, actually, you don't hardly see anything about like, oh my goodness, you know, people have made such great mistakes in their life and, uh, uh, and then, oh no, God's fallen off his throne or whatever. No, huh. He's, It's all grace is what it is. Let me read it for yourself. So anyway, at the end of this, uh, the sixth chapter, starting in verse 10, he says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, and put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. No, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. Now I want to switch over to... uh, the uh, to the Living Bible here just a moment, and let's look at this over here. Um, the Living Bible uh, is just a good. Uh, I like it. it. It it just like I say. It just has uh, in a real quick way you can you can see some of the same things uh, here broken out a little bit a little bit faster. Okay, here we go. Let's go down to the tenth chapter. He says, last of all, I will re- I want to remind you that your strength must come from the Lord's mighty power within you. Okay, so it says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We got that, okay? Uh, And notice here, verse 11, put on God's armor so that you will be able to stand safe against the strategies and tricks of the devil. Okay, so he's telling us there's something we should do. It's not a matter of, well, you know, these problems that come to your life, you know, they just happen to you and we're helpless. No, we're not helpless. We're supposed to put on God's armor so that you'll be able to stand safe against the strategies Uh, notice what it says here, Satan. So let's just keep reading here. He says, For we are not fighting against people made of flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies. Look at this. The evil rulers of the unseen world. Now, I mean, Paul had to be just off his rocker because there's no such thing as as, uh, angels. There's no such thing as, uh, you know, demons. You know, it's all in our heads. No, it's not true. This is what's going on. The Bible teaches us in just the third chapter of Genesis, that there was an angel involved, a fallen angel, that got involved and messed things up. Okay? He's real. When you start saying there's no such thing as the devil, you've got to start saying, well, I guess the same Bible that I keep pulling uh, scriptures from and saying that, that that was make-believe or whatever. Well, then we've got to start saying then the rest of it is make-believe too. And, of course, we're not going to do that. You'll find peace in your life When you recognize you've got an enemy out there. So let's keep with it. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, but against persons without bodies. The evil rulers of the unseen world. Those mighty satanic beings and great evil princes of darkness who rule this world. Wow. Makes sense where all these wars and stuff are coming from. Yeah, exactly. And the evil that we see in this life. Uh, And against huge number of wicked spirits in the spirit world. I mean, this is, this is your Bible we're reading from here. This, was just, this is just the living Bible. So use every piece of God's armor, look at this, to resist the enemy wherever he attacks. Now, does this sound like you're going to miss a little bit? Does some win a little bit, lose? No. Remember, the Scripture teaches us in Romans chapter 8, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. This is fantastic. I wish we actually knew where to get a hold of this. Well, he's going to tell you. Are you kidding me? Yeah. This is what's so great about the Bible. But as you have probably experienced in your life as well as I have in mine, when you stop reading the Bible, you become defenseless. You start losing it. You start thinking, well, okay, sir, uh, sir, uh, you know, whatever will be, will be. You you lose your defenses. And in our society, unfortunately, uh, there's a very uh, common thread, I like to say, of uh, uh, when things happen, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, yes, there is. Or Romans 6, I mean, excuse me, Ephesians 6 is wrong. So anyway, whenever he attacks, look at this. When it's all over, you will still be standing. That's what we want, you know. Now we're so proud of our American army, you know. I mean, it's hard to say where we've ever been defeated. And we don't want to be defeated. We want to go into battle and we want to win. So anyway, but look at this, verse 14. But to do this, you will need a strong belt. Of the truth and the breastplate of God's approval. Well, the King James over here, uh, let's go back to King James in a second. Um, he says, in that verse there, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand, to stand. In other words, you are still standing. Stand, therefore, having your loins girded about with the truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. So let me go back to this just a moment here. I know the Living Bible says, uh, you'll need a strong veil of truth, and the breastplate of righteousness, the scriptures that Paul, what he's meant, well, you know, the Bible, he's talking about the book of Galatians, the truth he's referring to here is this constant this constant song and dance that I have to do certain things to get God's approval. No, you don't. Jesus gave you that approval. If you try to go out here and perform certain works, and we, we, whatever background you are, my background was Baptist, whatever. I've been in this. You know, charismatic circles for since I've been uh, in high school. But nonetheless, my Baptist background. You know, what I mean, it it's still so tempting to want to feel like I need to do certain works to be able to be approved by God. No, we are approved by God by our faith. By grace are you saved through faith that not of yourself. I'll show you this here in uh, in the second chapter here. Look down here at uh, oh, let's see, let me switch the Bible. Just one second. Oh, uh, I like that, too. Okay. Uh, King James. Wow. Uh, see, look at this. Is, this is just a few chapters earlier. For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself. it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. See, that's the truth he's talking about. So stand firm in the truth, because, see, the devil, he knows his only way to beat you is to get you to thinking that the blood of Jesus or salvation through Jesus is not enough. Or Jesus is mad. We've got to do some things to please him. Oh, no, you don't either. Mm -mm. He is very pleased with you. He really is. He just wants you to keep trusting in him. Uh, Now, let's go back down here to where we were. Uh, So uh, he says, Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with the truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness. living Bible was saying God's approval, but you did not get God's approval by the things you did. You got them by Jesus. Jesus gave you that approval. Let me show you one more time uh, about that breastplate of righteousness, because this is where where Satan would just love to wipe us out, and we're not going to let him do it. The fifth chapter of Romans. um, Am I there? I guess I'm there. Yeah. Uh, Notice this. Wherefore, by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin. So death passed upon all men for all have oh. sinned. Oh let me switch this to the Living Bible just a second. This will be good enough. Right, watch this. We know that it was Adam's sin that caused this. Uh, because of course people were sinning from the time of Adam to Moses. And it says God did not uh, in those days judge them guilty of death for breaking his laws because he had not yet given laws to them. Okay, but anyway. Oh, uh, let me skip down here. Here's verse 16. Adam's one sin brought the penalty of death to be king over all. But all who take God's forgiveness uh, and acquittal are kings of life because of one Jesus Christ. Yes, Adam's sin brought punishment to all, but Christ's righteousness makes men right with God. So now think about that. He, he made you right with God. So he says put on the whole armor of God. Your feet shall with the preparation of the gospel of truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness. It's not anything you earn. The devil knows that you are going to destroy him. The Bible says that when Jesus came into a room or whatever, and there were people there that were demons of this, the demons would start saying, have you come to torment us before the time? They knew they were toast. And that's why he's saying put on the whole armor, not of Bob or Phil or my mother or any of these little children here. Put them in the armor of God. It's God's armor. No one on that armor doesn't say, well, Richard's in here somewhere. No, it's God's armor. It's God's armor. Anyway, notice this before I switch this one. He says, verse 19, Adam caused many to be sinners because he disobeyed God. Look at this powerful scripture. And Christ caused many to be made acceptable because, I mean, made it, this is so exciting. Christ caused many to be made acceptable to God because he obeyed. Quit trying to think you've got to do it. I've got to jump through certain hoops, and then now I will have made it. Now, you start thinking that way, you're going to wake up one morning, and you're not going to jump through a hoop, and guess what? You'll be going, I guess I deserve this. I guess I deserve that. And that's where the devil wants us. He wants us all thinking, you deserve this problem. You deserve that problem. This is my cross to bear. Oh, it's so unforgivable how we could say things like that. Jesus is the only cross we bore. We bear His cross. We don't carry anything new. He bore it for us. Okay. Now let's go back over here to this. Uh, let's see. Okay. So we stand therefore having our lorings beard about with the truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace is nothing different than just His word. You know, and notice it didn't say the gospel of God's going to get you one day. It's peace. It's peace. God's never going to come up with a new plan here. Uh, let's see. Uh, and above all, here's where uh, this is, you know, all these things are our steps. But notice this. Above all, taking the shield of faith. A lot of times people will check out here because we don't know what faith is. You know, I had a friend of mine the other day was telling me something, and they just flat out just said, you've got to use a little faith. And I thought, well, it's the same story. Faith is faith, whether we're talking from the Bible or anything else. Shield of faith. That's the reason it's so dangerous to go worrying about, you know, well, I just don't know what's going to happen here. Well, that's what prayer is about. Make your petition known unto the Lord. Ask God for what you want and stand there. Don't ever quench. Taking the shield of faith, notice this. Wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Let me show you this in the Living Bible and get right to it again. Excuse me. Ah, we were at season season 6. All right. Get some drums playing then. All right. Okay. Okay. Look at verse 16 here. Taking the shield of faith. Notice this. In every battle, you will need your faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan saints, let me encourage you. If you will, take time to read the book of Psalms. There's a fellow by the name of David who wrote some beautiful ones, and you can't miss them. He wrote over a third of them. There's just a lot of them. David would not take no for an answer when he was talking about his petitions to the Lord, things he would ask God for. He would not take no for an answer. He stood there and waited till the answer came. He expected God, just like he got in his watch and said, Hey, Lord, hey, it's five minutes, eleven. I mean, you know, supposed to be here at eleven. God is gonna be there at eleven. You can count on it. It's just today sometimes we get to thinking, Well, let's don't put God in the box. <laughs> He's already in the box. He already promised to take care of you. The twenty third Psalm is so strong. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They comfort me. He's going to protect you. It's so strong that even in the scriptures, Jesus took a child like Grace, and he held her in his hands one time in Matthew chapter 18. And he said, Beware, lest any of you offend one of these little ones. And he was taking that child and describing how we as adults, we're the same way. He said so in John's gospel, John chapter 10. He said, you're in the palm of my hand, and no man is able to take you out of that. But we, by our unbelief, we can just think there's no way. There's no help. But look at this. In every battle, you will need your faith as your shield to stop the fiery arrows aimed at you by Satan. Verse 17. And so he says, I think he said, yeah. He says, you'll need the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. And that's why our Bibles are so important. The Scriptures are so important. We've got to know something about them. And it's so easy. I mean, if we can't read, we can get some help. Somebody help us read. Something can happen. Even in the days when people weren't reading as much, people would come to church, and if they had confidence in the pastor, the pastor was telling them what was in that Bible. And I I dare say there was more, uh, uh, that was uh, righteous pastors, than evil ones, and they were trying to do their best to tell people what was in those scriptures, that Jesus would help you. But anyway, nonetheless, it's that word here that helps us. So he says, you'll need the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. And I like to think of the helmet of salvation is, I need to be thinking. I've got to be thinking about salvation. Going back to the book of Psalms just a moment. Uh, if you will, I'll, go, I'll give you an example here. We'll go back to... Uh, uh, let's go. Let's go to King James here. I want to go all the way back to uh, this is a this is an example. David was not referring to. He was not referring to at all. Going to heaven. Look how this Bible. This is the King James Bible. They gave it a heading. They added this. The security of God's protection. Hello. Whoever wrote this, this was Zondervan's or somebody's, but they knew what that was. Notice this, Lord, how are they increased that trouble thee? Many there be that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, "You can say these are church people." There is no help for him and God. In other words, God can't even help it. Now, let's switch to the Living Bible. Kind of uh, make this uh, makes this uh, a little more natural for us here. Let's see what we see. Look what David said. Oh. oh, he says, oh, Lord, so many are against me, so many seek me harm, I have so many enemies. Now, I, I, if you've read this, it says up here, it says, this was added, The one of the writers put this in there. A Psalm of David, when he fled from his son, son Absalom, that's a nice thought, but it was deeper than that. David didn't just come up with this when his son was coming after him. He had to deal with Goliath and he didn't get no practice as a little child, other than he killed a lion and a bear, you know what I mean? So uh, these things are kind of cute, whatever, but I don't I don't give any I don't I don't I don't put my dollars on that. But if I had wrote this Bible I could have said, uh, this was the time that David was there's no indication that that's what was going on. The point that's the reason you don't see in the other translations. They just added it to help you. But anyway, oh Lord, so many are against me. So many seek me harm, I have many enemies. See, that doesn't even make sense. He was afraid of Absalom. Well, he just said, here's many of them. Matter of fact, a few scriptures later, he's going to say 10,000. Well, he didn't have that many. Absalom was only one. Anyway, let's keep going. So many that say, God will never help me. And that's the reason we have to watch out. Well, Richard said, God won't help me. You need to don't put your confidence in Richard. You put your confidence in that Bible. And I tell you where the Richard comes in. It's your own thinking. I won't ever tell you that, but you will. When things are going bad, sometimes you'll begin to think, "I'm not gonna make it." No, it's not Fred saying it. It's not my daughter. It's not my mother. It's not anybody. Else. You're telling yourself, "I ain't gonna make it," and you've got to correct that and say, no, "Wait a minute, wait a minute." I remember Psalm. This is gonna be hard. Let's see. Was it one? Was it the third song? That's so easy. You can remember that. And after, if you miss three, you go straight to four. Four says the same thing. Five says the same thing. They all just, if you keep going, they all say the same thing. So many are against me. So many seek to harm me. I have so many enemies. Now, how come David isn't talking about, I need to be a better Christian, and I need to be thinking about spiritual things. I want a home in heaven. When you're in trouble, you need Christ. And Jesus said, in the world, you'll have tribulation. We have got to have God's help, whether it's financial or it's other kind of trouble or family trouble. So many say that God will never help me. But look at this. But, Lord, you are my shield. See, that'd be faith? The shield of faith. You'll quench every time we My glory and my only hope. You alone can lift my head now bowed in shame. Now, how many times have you got so depressed and you took a seat and you just thought, but then after a while you started thinking, you know what? i will to be all right. God's going to take care of this. And you got up and you started singing a song or started feeling happy, or got on the phone, told somebody a joke, you left your problems alone because you knew God was going to help you. You knew it was going to be all right. And nothing changed, just something changed in your thinking. What you did was you put the shield of faith on. And I'm telling you, if you didn't do that, it would have got worse. Because these problems out there are real. They're not just magically going to go away. Oh, yeah, you watch TV and let things pass a little while. And sometimes the problem will go away. But I'm telling you, the word of God promises you that you'll not just have help when you go through something, but it will remove the problem. Otherwise, he wasted a lot of words here. He could have just said, just be, just calm down. It's gonna be okay. No, it's not gonna be okay. Not unless we do the things that are pointed to it. But Lord, you are my shield, my glory, and my only hope. Only you uh, can lift my head now bowed in shame. Now look at verse 4. I listen. I cried unto the Lord. Now, remember, he was in trouble. I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me from his temple in Jerusalem. Your faith, your shield of faith is when you pray, you've got to believe that Jesus heard you. He's called your high priest. He's your personal high priest. I've read a story in the Old Testament, and uh, the Jews had all scattered various places. This was in the time of Samson, whatever. I trying to remember exactly what was going on. But one of the fellows was a Levite, and he got scattered away from his family or whatever, and there was another man by himself. And Anyway, he found out this guy was a Levite, and he said, why don't you be my priest and live with me? He had his own personal priest. And he stayed with him for a while until things changed and Jerusalem started getting back together, then he had to leave. You will never lose your high priest. Jesus is your high priest. It's so personal. The scripture says, let us come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help time of need." Now watch this. I cried unto the Lord. He heard me uh, <clears throat> from his holy temple in Jerusalem. Then I laid down and slept in peace and woke up safely. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. Where did it say God fixed everything? Where did it say the problem went away? It didn't. It's still brewing. But guess what? He's doing all right because he knew the Lord heard me. And so I laid down and slept in peace. I woke up safely, for the Lord was watching over me. This is so fantastic. Why is it that we think that only children, these little, these little types are here, we'll just say, do we believe that as Americans. Oh, the Lord's watching over them. The Lord's watching over me. And we forget that the scriptures say, unless you become as a little child, you'll never enter into the kingdom of God. Makes sense. I'm not just talking about going to heaven sometimes. But if you want to act like you are a citizen and you have this eternal protection all the time, you've got to come as a child and think, you know what? There are millions and millions and millions of angels. They're not false. They are real. The Bible tells us about it. That's the reason our society is so full of talk about angels, because they are real. The origin was completely real. It's not fake. It was not made up to be fantasy. Anyway, verse 6, and now, the, look at this, this is, can you believe this? What happened to his fears? And now, although 10,000 enemies surround me on every side, I am not afraid. Psalm 91 says this exact phrase. phrase it says, I will not, it puts it this way, it says, a thousand may fall at my side. In other words, 10,000 10, at my right hand. In other words, all these people are being slain and they're being killed, but guess what? You'll survive. It's like watching one of our movies where the heroes, your hero makes it. Well, you're actually the hero. You'll be protected. Anyway, <clears throat> he says here, I will cry to him, arise, Lord, oh, save me, my God, and he'll slap them in the face, insulting them and breaking off their teeth. Now, look at this. Look at this. Oh, I skipped it right there. For salvation comes from God. What joy he gives to all his people. I wanted to point out that this word salvation here, he's not referring to heaven, is he? Not at all. He was referring to your troubles that you're having down here. Now let's go back to Ephesians. Uh, let's see. It oh, was actually waiting on me, wasn't it? Okay, Ephesians. And then, uh, oh. Let's see. Somebody's like singing over there. Good for you. It's getting faster, kids. Okay, here we go. Uh, piece of six. All right, here we go. Uh, so use every piece of God's armor to resist. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay. Oh, so verse seventeen, you'll need the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Verse eighteen, pray all the time. Ask God for anything in line with the Holy Spirit's wishes. And they just don't don't get the feeling that that means you know. Well, if I ask something outside, it ain't going to happen. That's not what. The, that's not the thought. Let's go to King James here. Um, he says, "Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance." In other words, don't quit. You don't ever quit with all perseverance. Don't ever lighten up, you know, for all things. Oh, um, and oh, uh, um, let's go one more spot here. Okay, Rome 8. Here we go. Rome 8. All right, here we are. Okay. Uh, verse 31. What shall we say then? If God's before us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us. In other words, he died for our sins. Watch this phrase right here. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? I don't care what it is you think you have need of, if Jesus was given as the Son of God, he gave his only begotten Son, what else do you think he could withhold? The prodigal in Luke chapter 15, when he come back home, when he come back home, the son that had squandered all the money and everything, it didn't matter. The father gave him a ring for his finger, shoes for his feet, put on a robe, and they had a celebration. Let's keep reading here. Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Well, I'll tell you who's going to do it. It'll be you and I in our own thinking. If we let condemnation rule us, let me, let me back up just one second. Let's go to the top of this chapter here. Oh, this is Romans chapter 8. Look at verse 1. There is therefore now... No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Oh, this phrase, who walk not after the flesh or after the Spirit, is really not in there. But I'll just show you through this passage here, because sometimes we get to thinking that, well, maybe I'm not walking in the Spirit, I'm walking in the flesh or whatever. No, I want to show you this same chapter here. You're not in the flesh because of what Jesus did. Let me get to it. Uh Notice he says, they that are in the flesh. Look at this. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Look at verse 9. But you are not in the flesh. Everybody say this. Say, I am not, I am not in, the flesh, in the flesh, but in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Now, now, why? Because of this. But in the Spirit. Look at this. If so be the Spirit of God dwell in you. Well, he dwells in you. He's talking about being a Christian or not a Christian. Trying to uh, uh, trust in Christ or trying to trust in you know, doing certain things to get yourself to heaven. Uh huh. You're not in the flesh. You're not in the flesh. Uh-oh. Let me look at one little. Just, just let me check one thing. Just one second here. Yeah, there you go. Look at this. The Living Bible showed it to us. That phrase is not there. There is now no condemnation awaiting those who belong to Christ Jesus. See, he didn't have that phrase. Who walk not in the flesh but in the spirit? It didn't have it. There's no condemnation. Look at this. For the power of the life-giving spirit, and this power is mine through Christ Jesus, has freed me from the vicious circle of sin and death. You are free from it. Hallelujah. No wonder he says, put on the armor of God. You'll be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. No matter what comes your way, you'll destroy it. Now, let me, let me bring this to a close right here. at the end of Romans, uh, Romans 8 here. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Uh, yeah, here we go. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from his love. Death can't, life can't, angels won't, all the powers. it is, all the powers of hell itself cannot keep God's love away. Our fears for today are worry for tomorrow. Or where we are, high above the sky, or um look the passage. Or in the deepest ocean. Nothing will ever be able to separate us from the love of, of God demonstrated by our Lord Jesus Christ when he died. Now, I skipped one little part right there. I didn't get to it. Hang on one second. Uh, there it is, verse, uh, verse uh, 37. Because he, he named, for thy sake we're killed all the day long. We're counted as sheep for the slaughter. Uh, in other words, all these troubles that come our way. He says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ, tribulation, distress, persecution, naked family, you just name whatever problem you've got. You're not separated from Christ. You've got his help. And it's not a pat on the back. Oh, Richard, you're with us. Don't worry about it. I don't worry about it because Christ will fix it. Notice he says that is it is written we're killed all day long. It looks like we're doomed even today, but look at this. Nay. That means no. In all these things we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. I, I skipped that out of the living. Let's catch it real quick. Uh Verse 35. Who can ever keep us from Christ's love? When we have trouble or calamity? When we are hunted down or destroyed? Is it because he doesn't love us anymore? If we're hungry or penniless or in danger or threatened with death, has God deserted us? No, for the scriptures tell us for his sake, we must be ready to face death at every moment. Oh, we're like sheep awaiting for the slaughter. But despite all this, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ Jesus who loved us and died for us. Those were more than conquerors. You're going to win all these things. You're going to defeat all these things. I know I said I would stop, but I'm going to show you this right here. Look at this. He says here, um, um, notice this, who is he that overcomes the world? Verse 5, you get first verse 4. This is 1 John chapter 5, verse 4. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Same thing that Ephesians 6 says, put on the whole armor of God, that you'll be able to stand. You've got to see yourself winning. When you read that Bible, you'll find out that the Israelites were winning. Sometimes they lost, but it wasn't because God said, well, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. No, he told them, here's why you fouled up. You started worshiping other gods. God didn't allow trouble to come into their lives just to teach them some things. They completely destroyed Egypt when they got out of there. It was called the wonderful miracles of God. So much so, the final thing was called the Passover, and they were supposed to remember, remember it forever. I would not remember it forever if I thought that God put this doom, whatever it is, on us. The Passover alone tells me God's power will get me out. I'm free. The door has got the blood on it. Jesus' blood is on us. We're protected. Last verse, who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. That's pretty easy. That's pretty easy. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you by your stripes we're healed. We thank you also that you supply every need according to your riches and the glory by Christ Jesus. And Lord, if we're faced with any kind of trouble whatsoever it may be, we know you'll get, to get us out. Because David even said, I'll bless the Lord and I'll praise him at all times and I'll call upon the Lord who's worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. So Lord, what does that leave us? Well, you told us to go tell us about Jesus. Go tell him what great things you've done for us. So that's what we're going to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. All righty.